I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the pod for another week. Don't forget that all podcasts on the NRL Supercoach Talk Network are proudly sponsored by Brett Oten Solicitors, a law firm specializing in the entertainment media and tech industries. Now, if you need any intellectual property contract or other business advice, please visit brettoten.com.au. B-R-E-T-T-O-A-T-E-N. Sydney-based but servicing clients wherever you may be. Shout out quickly to the boys from moneyball.com.au. Plenty of games kicking off at the moment. Uh, as we push towards finals, obviously NFL season is only a couple of weeks away as well. So there is no better time to sign up to Moneyball, get involved in a couple of games, learn how to use the site, and then roll that forward into the NFL season. So that's moneyball.com.au, daily fantasy games from as little as a dollar per game. Quick shout out to Sleeper Keeper as well. That's the Supercoach branded sweatshirts. Talking to Joe Fitz before we started recording the podcast tonight, he um, commented to me, un, sort of unhinted, you know, unpressured that how warm are these Supercoach jumpers? They are very warm, very good, very comfy. So make sure you check them out at sleeperkeeper.com.au. Use the promo code NRL Supercoach Talk to get 20% off. All right, thank you for all those sponsors for their support this season, and let's get on to the podcast. Welcome, guys, to the second last SC Report podcast for the season. The season is... Moving rapidly towards the close, and I, for one, um, cannot be any happier about that. Nick here, joined on the other end of the line, as per normal, by Joe Fitz. And, mate, while my team is slipping and sliding down the rankings every week, you are on fire lately. Mate, starting to put it together up to 4.05. Unfortunately, a bit of a crappy start, so I've left my run a bit late. But, yeah, 14.39 could have been a little bit better. We had RTS, Gallon whole bunch of uh, big scores on my bench, Bromwich, Mansell, Scott, etc. So, um, you know, it could have been pushing 1,500 plus with the right selections, but nevertheless, it was enough for me to beat Wenon head-to-head. He got 14.22 on the weekend, but he's doing pretty well, 7.53 overall. Yeah, both of you guys are doing really well to finish off the season, comfortably inside the top 1,000 there. I had a 12.57, which on any other week, you know, you'd be pretty happy with. But this week it dropped me about another 500 spots. And I'm just inside the top 4,000 and battling it out with JT from our league, who is in his second year playing, um, you know, more of a social player. And he's only about 20 points behind me, I think. So I am struggling big time. People have called you a social player on occasion too, mate. Uh, Definitely. (laughs) Definitely, mate. I'm just... I'm going downhill fast. I said to my wife before we started to do the podcast, like, I'm just going to have to try wing it this week because I don't think I watched more than half a game 
of league on the weekend. I'm just disenchanted. I'm disenchanted with Supercoach at the moment. Yeah, with when you're playing Supercoach, the the NRL highs are highs high, but the lows are low as well, mate. Um, speaking of which, I'm making a bit of a comeback uh, with one of our board bets. Jay Brom came back in a big way on the weekend. Um, we've got a we've got a stake bet that he'll average uh, 55 plus. Actually, it's Wenin and I. He's currently up to 50.2 from round 19 on. So. If he averages 67 over the next two weeks, I'm coming from a mirror, from 10 lengths back uh, to win another stake off Lennon, which will taste especially sweet. Oh, mate, that's going to be very close. 134 points in the next two weeks. Look, he could do it. He could do it. That that would be a great come-from-behind win. I don't think he's going to make it to 410K, though, unfortunately, mate. He's only about 300 at the moment. Yeah, that's our other bet, mate, and I think that's one I'll lose to you. But as long as I win win the one with uh, Wenin, uh, it, it's a break-even. That's all that matters. All right, there's a few others here as well. Some ups and downs. Like we said last week, we're going to recap it all next week on the podcast. We'll get Wenin on the show as well and go through all of that. Then, mate, what else has been happening? Just just the usual, mate. How about those Melbourne Demons charging towards the finals? Big game this week. Big game. You must be watching more AFL than uh, than you are NRL, mate. I'm I'm still sticking it out with 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 uh, my rugby league peeps, so I'm not across the AFL at all this year. Even though the Bulldogs are so rubbish, and even though Michael Leash's dad had a go at you on Twitter, you're still <laughs> you're still sticking it out. That was hilarious. Uh, poor, poor, poor old Mr. Leisha. Um, he's, he's, he's one of the few blokes that's sticking up for his son. I've got to say, I tweeted out that Michael Leisha was the worst footballer I'd seen since the South Queensland crushes were in existence, and I stand by it because watched him throw another two forward passes out of dummy half on the weekend. How do you, how do you sign a hooker that can't pass, Des Hasler? Four hundred grand a year, and it's you sign a hooker that can't pass. Wasn't it Dez's fault that he threw the forward pass, though? I think that's what missed, the gist of what Mr. Leisha may have been getting on uh, at me about. There was a few swear words from the old bloke in between, so I ended up having to uh, to uh, remove myself from the conversation. But, yeah, the Bulldogs are uh, uh, not great, despite the uh, the decent performance on the weekend. But, yeah, mate, just ride my super coach boys home. Beautiful. If anyone wants to laugh... Pause the podcast right now. Go look up Joe's Twitter account, at Surge Buster. Scroll down to his tweet about Leisha and have a look at all the replies. It's, it's pretty funny stuff. <laughs> I, I had a little bit of fun with it. Exactly. All right, mate, let's roll straight into the news this week. Look, quite a few injuries here, isn't there? And obviously we're at the point of the season here where an injury can mean that a player is out for the year. Ryan James and Moylan, probably the biggest ones. James not named this week due to that ankle injury. Moylan's done the hammy, could be out for the rest of the regular season. Uh, a few others here, mate, but James and Moylan, the main ones? Yeah, they are. And, you know, how how much uh, money would Wenin give to have back his decision when he went Moylan mm. over Cleary, you know, six, seven, eight weeks ago? Um, that's really changed the season for him. Um, you know, I think Moylan will forever be someone who goes through hot periods and then goes cold. So I don't know if he's the kind of guy that I'd want to ever get on for Supercoach. But, you know, for this year, I think... Lots of people got sucked in by it, and uh, you know it's not only the injuries when he's fit, he's uh, he's struggling as well. So um, I don't think at this point that you'd even be playing him in the 17, would you? No, no, I don't think so. Better options out there. The rest of these injuries here: Aitken, Bevan French, Kahu, 
Brock Lamb, Taylor, uh, Alex Johnston, and Manu Ma'u all out for uh, anywhere from one week to unknown to season. So quite a few injuries there, obviously. Some of these teams out of finals contention, so stick a pin in these blokes. They are done for the season. Mate, on to Teamless Tuesday. Should be a decent week this week. A couple of good games here. Broncos, Eels, Thursday night in particular. Sharks, Roosters, even Panthers, Dragons. Quite a bit of finals implications there in that one on Sunday afternoon. Mate, take us through the first three uh, Thursday and Friday games. Yeah, Broncos, Eels. Uh, I'll be there tomorrow night at Suncorp. Jordan Carhu just got ruled out today. So um, anyone who has Milford, um, he's just the obvious vice captain since he's probably going to be kicking goals. And, you know, if the Broncos put 40 points on the Eels, uh, Milford might actually kick one or two. Um, and it also brings Mead in. Uh, Pango Jr.'s out and Jaden Sewer's in. A um, few outs for the Eels, obviously French and Mo, as you mentioned, um, means that Will Smith and Kenny Edwards are in. It's interesting that in uh, Wennon's team analysis last night, he noted that Daniel Alvaro, a three-round average of 78. Have you been watching any of the Eels at all? little bit, mate, a little bit. I think he barged over for a try either this week or last week. Um, the old, the young polar bear, young polar bear, storming home. He's got a bit of that. So, yeah, I think, you know, it, it's kind of the, the season where if you've got a few trades left, people, uh, you know, coming into their head-to-head finals, if they're underdogs, want to, you know, pull something out of thin air. So, you know, we're going to go through a few different pods um, throughout the pod uh, cast. And, I don't know, Wenon's, Wenon's put his uh, cash on Alvaro doing well. I don't know if he's really a, a Supercoach Classic option, though. Nah, yeah, there's definitely some attacking stats there in that three-round average. So if I had any trades left, which I definitely do not, I would probably think there's there's better pod options out there than Alvaro. I agree, mate. Raiders, Knights. Raiders are 1-17. to uh, Lamb and Yates out for the Knights, uh, bringing the Ross Dog back from his broken back and uh, Cogger back in. Um, Tigers, Cowboys, uh, McKilrick in with Elijah Taylor out and uh, Ponga's out. Winterstein's in with Cooper on extended bench from the Cowboys. Um, tipping the Raiders to do pretty well against the Knights now that the pressure's off. They seem that kind of team. Yeah, hopefully. I think I've got the VC at the moment on Rapana. I mean, he's been pretty horrible last sort of four to six weeks. We might have one decent score in there, I think. But I'm going to chuck it on him, see how he goes. Hopefully there's a try or two there. And then, yeah, Tigers, Cowboys, Ponga's back out. Like you said, not too much doing. Cowboys are in a bit of free fall. They'll struggle to make the finals at this rate. Yeah, and speaking of nothing doing, Titans, Bulldogs, um, James is out, who's probably the only bloke you'd even consider uh, playing out of both of those sides. James Graham, I don't think, is is getting the minutes and is a little bit off the boil, so I'd keep him out of the 17. Um, Storm Rabbits, those fairly interesting. How good's Brodie Croft? I mean, I don't know, is it Craig Bellamy or is it just the Melbourne scouting system that just brings these guns through year after year? Yeah, it's ridiculous. So kind of looks a bit like Cooper Cronk as well, and he'll be more than ready to slot into those shoes next season. Um, what did he have? Three tries, two line breaks, maybe a couple of try assists as well. Huge game, wrecked anyone's chances of winning the perfect date jackpot, that's for sure. And yeah, he's just the Storm are just going to keep on keeping on year after year, you think, with the likes of himself and um, the other Smith coming through after Cameron uh, retires and obviously Munster and Co as well. 
Yeah, at this rate, Brodie Croft's going to be the most expensive player to start the season next year. <laughs> average, though. Uh, they're up against the Rabbits with Alice Johnson out. Um, Burgess is back, and Robert Jennings is uh, is back in the side as well. Uh, who knows if Burgess is going to play, but obviously he's playing a prop. Um, Sharks, Roosters. Sharks are one to seventeen. Uh, Roosters one to seventeen, but again, um, you know, it, it's occasionally good. I actually, I'm actually reading Wenin's tra- uh, team's analysis a bit more regularly now, and he's mentioned Guerra playing eighty, under two percent owned, and that's a pretty good pod. He's had uh, flashes of being super coach relevant as well. Yeah, definitely. I'd place a lot more reliance in him uh, as opposed to Alvaro, for example. Um, yeah, like you say, Guerra has definitely had some relevance in recent years. Three round average is only fifty seven though. For Guerra, so even though he, he might maybe he played 80 on the weekend, I'm not sure. Scored 79, but coming off a 58, 34, 37 before that, again, better options. I'd be more inclined to go for an attacking player um, if I was going to get a pod in these last couple of weeks. You know, someone who could win me a head-to-head with a try or two or something like that. Yeah, for sure. We'll get, definitely go through some of those outside backs um, a bit later. Uh, the Warriors Seagulls, um, the uh, Lillimans out, and Sean Johnson's a massive in uh, with Ben Madalino as well. Um, I don't know. Speaking of gambles, um, bringing Sean Johnson back for a bit of a one or two oh. week cameo that could that could be uh, an interesting one as well. That could be very interesting. Yeah, surely there's not many people doing that. I mean, that's, yeah, that's a bit risky. I'm not sure why the Warriors are playing him. I think they, maybe they just want to get him a run um, in advance of the World Cup, obviously, later this year. But, meh, no way. Yeah. I had no way yeah. you could bring him in. Well, uh, NRL Physio has tweeted that the um, the PCL injury that uh, SJ has is most likely to impact his acceleration. So not really his top-end okay. speed or his agility. But you think of how Sean Johnson gets a lot of his super coach points. It's it's by that explosiveness and you know bursting through gaps and you know creating opportunities. So if his acceleration's not there, um, you've got to think that's a bit of a worry. He might just be a bit more passive, bit of a pedestrian in this game. Yep, agreed. So last game Friday, Panthers Dragons. Moylan's out, like we said. Wallace and May are in, and for the Drags, Aitken is out, and Nene McDonald. Is in not too much doing there from a supercoach's perspective, I don't think. We all know the usual suspects. Mansour's sort of turned it around a bit in the last few weeks, though. Yeah, I played him probably five weeks in a row, and then uh, the last two weeks I've dumped him, and he's gone large. So um, that's obviously the way of it, but... um, I'm more impressed by the, you know, obviously he scored two tri- uh, tries in back-to-back weeks, but it's more that his base stats are up, uh, back to normal. So I don't know whether he's making a, a last-minute push for the World Cup side or what, but, um, yeah, his work rate's gone back up. So he's definitely a viable uh, pick in the 17 this week. Yeah, definitely. Agreed, mate. All right, on to trade time here. So a little bit of trade time talk and then some matchups, uh centre wing specifically, vice-captain, captain chat. So popular trade-ins this week, um, just looking through the list here, we've got Milf, obviously, number one. Uh, all the guys in here are pretty pretty obvious and sort of super coach guns. Milf, Cleary, Jake Trebojevic, Mannering, Tedesco, Munster, Papali, Gallen, and then the last two, Mansour, and someone called Philip Sammy from the Titans, who I have never heard of. No, but he's 122K, and in their wisdom... 
237 supercoaches have bought him in. And I guess that just shows how few trades are left for people that, you know, the someone in the top 10 most traded players, there's only 237 people bringing him in. So most of us are running with the, with the sides we have. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless. Ready to get 30 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20 20, 20 ready to get 20 20, ready to get 15 15, 15 15, just 15 bucks a month. So, give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. $45 up front for 3 months plus taxes and fees. Promo rate for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Um, so yeah, that's yeah probably a good thing since I've been out of trades for two weeks. Yep, agreed. And yeah, all these guys here. I think Milford is one who I would have loved to have an extra trade to bring back in. Um, you know, these last few weeks he's been playing really well. Mannering's got a couple of good matchups here um, over the last couple of weeks, so he should he should hopefully. Um, sorry, Tedesco, I meant not Mannering. Tedesco's got a couple of good matchups here at home the last two weeks, so he should hopefully continue on either from his good form in the last couple of weeks. Mannering will keep on keeping on. Cleary's a guard. Um, yeah, Munster should play well. Good matchup this week against Souths. Gallon came back to form, scored an early try in that match on the weekend, which really helped him. Mate, I suppose, yeah, the only sort of guy outside of these worth talking about is SJ, like you mentioned earlier. For me, he's a, he's a stay away, too risky. Yeah, it was interesting Interesting to note that he's still 12-odd percent owned, but I've got to say that they're probably mostly zombie teams. Anyone up the pointy end, uh, you'd have to think uh, by the time he went down, had a few trades up their sleeves and moved him out like the rest of us did. Um, it, again, it's just one of those things where if you're an underdog in your head-to-head final, particularly if you're in a cash league or something like that, uh, you know, Sean Johnson's one of those few players that you can, you know, guarantee that he's at least a shot at, at tunning up. Um, you know, again, over the other pods like Aguero or an Alvaro or, you know, whoever it is, at least he's got that potential to go large. But, you know, just given what people are saying, particularly in NRL physio with, with his acceleration being impacted, um, just wouldn't be an option. No. Agreed, mate. Agreed. All right, some matchup analysis this week. Um Especially relevant, I think, for those of us like myself and others, you know, maybe if you're sitting around 1100th, 1200th, and you want to jump up into that top thousand, there's a few good matchups this week. The first guy you've got here is Curtis Scott um, up against Souths. So Scott's in my team this week, definitely. I'm playing him ahead of, um, as a reserve, ahead of McInnes, Burgess, Norman, Dylan Walker. I think Scott's going to have a good game and get a good score this week. Yeah, very much so. I think I've actually, I am playing Dylan Edwards as well, but I've got, uh, you know, Curtis got a little bit ahead of him. So uh, I just think against that, um, 
that new South combination, I think uh, Aaron Gray and Graham have switched wings. So, you know, they're, they're not a better in uh, combo that he'll be attacking there and no one's better in the comp than Melbourne at exploiting weaknesses or uncertainty. So um, Curtis Scott loves an attacking stat. So, yeah, I'm backing him to, uh, to cross the line this week. Agreed. RTS coming off 115 last week up against the Manly side who hasn't been playing too well in recent weeks over in New Zealand. Uh, Day-ish game there, 4 o'clock local time. I think he should have a good score. I will definitely be playing him. And then the Raiders boys, um, what do they call them? Leipana. Leipana. Let's hope they have a good game. They're $1.14 favourites against the Knights. Surely there's a pie there for, for one or both of them. Yeah, the vaunted Knights left side defence. Um, yeah, if they're ever going to go larger, it'll be this week because, you know, Canberra just strikes a lot of people really is one of those sides that when the pressure's off, that's when they do really well. Um, you know, they've had a couple of close losses in recent weeks, which has put them out of the finals. Um, but this could be, you know, where they start to play a bit uninhibited and, and hopefully for a partner owners like myself and you, um, you know, that's going to reap the benefits. And anyone who's stuck with Joey Leilua as well, I, I would start for sure. Definitely. I, so Raiders are, are Raiders definitely out of the finals? I believe they are, mate, yeah. Two, game, two games left, hey? So they're yep. on. They're on twenty. They could still sneak into eighth. They're on twenty-four points. I um, think. Uh, I think their uh, uh, teams because... are playing each other. Okay. Um, yep. That are ahead. So I don't think the teams ahead can lose. You know, multiple games or something like that. It was explained. So okay. they I, I think it's either a minor miracle that they'd have to get in, or they're just mathematically eliminated anyway. Yeah. So they're, they're not even offering odds. Um, yeah. Yeah. On their premiership, so they're out. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, let's hope that they just fling it around this week um, and get some good points. We spoke about Mansour as well. Uh, we think that he's a good option this week as well. Up against St. George there on uh, Sunday afternoon in what is a, a big game for the finals there. Panthers are locked in in sixth, but the Dragons really need to win there. So they're going to turn up to play, but hopefully um, the Panthers do also there to consolidate their spot. And the Panthers are still a good chance of finishing fourth as well um, if they can keep winning. They've got a good four and against here. So Sharks and the Eels above them, but if they could lose a game, the Panthers could jump up there. So still plenty to play for for Mansour. On the other other side, mate, who are you thinking of some sits this week? Oh, I just don't think, even when he's been fit, uh, that Sammy Burgess has been up to scratch um, recently and he's going to be playing reduced minutes at prop. So, um, you know, you've got to hope that uh, at this stage of the season you've got enough, enough depth that you can sit him away from his 17. He's got a three-round average of something around the 45 mark and obviously a couple of them are injury-affected, but, you know, obviously he still has that rib issue. Cody Walker the same for South. I mean, he's, he's a bloke that is so reliant on attacking stats and he's playing the Storm this week. So, you know, no better defensive side in the comp. So um, Cody Walker's a sit for me, even though we recommended him as a start last week and he did well. Um, and Semi, I just can't see Semi uh, doing much against the Broncos' right side uh, at Suncorp tomorrow, unless you think otherwise. No, I'm not playing any of my, of my attacking eels this week. So I'd say no to Semi. I'm definitely not playing Corey Norman. He's been a dud the last couple of weeks. Um, I'll be playing Nathan Brown, that's for sure, but no backs for Para this week. For me, right, centre wing rankings this week. Some good matchups here. Um, obviously, we've got the Bronx here, so let's hope that James Roberts can finally get a score. 
The Raiders, like we said, the Tigers versus the Cowboys, that could be a pretty open game there. Melbourne's got a good matchup, um, and then to a lesser extent, Penrith's got that good matchup on Sunday afternoon as well. So let's go through them quickly. Um, we'll go through maybe the first five, have a chat about them. So we've got Rapana and Leilua, one, two up against the Knights. Curtis Scott, like we spoke about. Lafai here sliding in at number four and Mansour at five. So the two of them from that Sunday game. Mate, I think we've spoken about most of those guys, except maybe not Lafai. You think that he's in for a good game this week? Yeah, I think, um, you know, even against the Broncos, he's, he's busting tackles and he's always, you know, got that left hand uh, free for an offload. So he's uh, he had a bit of a dip in form, but he's come back fairly strong with a five-round average of 68. And, uh, yeah, up against... Um, up against Wonga Blake, I think, um, who's not a particularly strong defensive player, I think he'll do fairly well. Um, got him ahead of Mansour, um, and both of them ahead of Munster, I think. You know, Munster's matchup is pretty uh, neutral at the moment. I'm just thinking that, you know, the guys that we've just mentioned are, are much more likely to get uh, to get attacking stats and a try. So, you know, it's it's all about risking it for the biscuit at this, at this stage of the season, particularly, you know, if you're in the head-to-head finals or you're on the cusp of, Kevering territory, so um, I tend to favour the, the high variance guys a bit over Munster. Yeah, yeah. Next guy on the list, James Roberts, who has been an absolute dud for my team the last three weeks or so since I brought him in. Forty two, forty twenty one. What an absolute joke! But I'm playing him again this week up against Para. Think you could have some good scores there. Hopefully, running through Norman. Croker on the other side for the Raiders should hopefully kick some goals. Hopefully not too many attacking stats because it's all going through Rapana. And then we've got Crichton, Edwards, Dylan Walker up against uh, the Warriors and Semi dead last on the list there. So made a few options there, but we're going to um, we're going to take a bit of a punt this week and go for some of these more attacking players. Yeah, I think so. I think um, yeah, you know, Dylan Edwards obvious and Crichton are obviously a lot lower on the list than they might be otherwise. I just think the the centre wings that we've named ahead of them have have pretty tasty matchups, and uh, you know I would rather than a 60 from Crichton or a 55 from Edwards, which you can pretty much bank every week. You know, I'd, I'd much rather, you know, look at a Scott and a Lafay, the, the Raiders boys, Mansour, etc. I just think that, um, you know, it, it's just a tasty week for centre wings. Yeah, exactly. And we, we obviously, we didn't mention Tommy Turbo because he's a walk-up start every week. No point talking about him. All right, mate, that, that sort of breaks down the trades and the matchups this week. VC for myself is on Rapana. Captain at the moment is on Smithy again, back-to-back weeks. You're sort of shaping up pretty similar? Yeah, well, I had it on Rapana uh, for most of the day, but news of Kahu being out of MILF kicking might sway me a little bit back uh, over to Milford. But that being said, you know, it's pretty hard to expect, uh, you know, going back-to-back 130s. Um, so it might actually put me back on Rapana because I think a few more people or less people, uh, every, everyone who owns MILF will have MILF VC. So it, it's actually putting me back to Rapana as a bit more of a pod. And I've got manners uh, at the moment with the armband, but I could bring it back over to Smith because uh, I think both of them are pretty good. No real obvious uh, captaincy choices for someone that could go massive with a good matchup, but I'll take 80 this week for sure and, and be happy with it. Yeah, I think Talmalolo also on Friday night could get some good attacking stats there. Up against that Tigers pack, 
Uh, Sharkies and Roosters would probably be a tight matchup there, so you think that Gallon would get through a bit of work or so. Uh, and, uh, I mean, would you risk Billy Slater or someone like that against Souths? Billy Slater strikes me more as a VC option than a, than a captain option. But, um, look, again, you know, if, if, you're, uh, if you're looking like projections mean you're going to lose your head-to-head matchup or your ground to make up, um, you know, Slater's having the season of his, of his career. So it's definitely worse choices. Exactly, mate. Very good. Mate, what about our man Sam, a.k.a. Banyo Boy? He is hanging on to the lead. At the moment, another very good score this week, 14.01. He's out by about 250 points. So I don't want to jinx him. So all I'm going to say is good luck, mate. Bring it home. Yeah, we're all kicking him home. Um, you know, obviously he's a regular on the uh, on the site, helping people out, which is always great. Um, you know, obviously 200-odd points is very, very handy lead. I'd go so far as to suggest he's got one hand on the trophy, not two, like I think Catfish probably did at this stage last year. But, um, yeah, look, you know, good luck to the guy, and it's obviously a great credit to the site that it'll be, uh, it'll be back-to-back winners. Hopefully. That's right, fingers crossed. Good luck, Sammy. All right, let's wrap it up with a few questions here, mate. A few interesting ones this week, so I'll hand it over to you to take it away. Yeah, mate. Uh, got a request from Hoofhearted on the site. Can you make Nathan Cleary the banner this week? Asking for a friend. Mate, I'm entitled to tell him to bugger off because I've got Cleary. Um, what, are, what are our choices? We usually have a chat about this time uh, during the week with when and about who to put on the banner. Mate, if I tell you what, if Banjo Boy didn't have him, I would just chuck it on Milford straight up. Yeah, don't do that. But <laughs> I would like Sam to win, so I'm not going to put it on Milford. Um, can, I, can I can I go Mannering or Tedesco again? Because I don't have either of them. What about Burgess? Yeah, we could go Burgess. He's he's in my team, but he's outside my 17, so I'm happy to go Burgess. What yeah. about Lachlan Fitzgibbon? He's been smashing it, three-round average of 90. Yeah, he can bugger off. How does he keep finding the trial? I know, line? he's it's... on fire. Yeah, I'm I'm more than happy to back that in, for sure. Although, the people at the Lachlan Fitzgibbon owners that have been running <laughs> the pod are, are probably screaming at us. <laughs> there's, only, uh, there's only three and a half thousand of them, so... He's not very well owned, but yeah, mate. There's some there's some pretty good three round averages here. Mitch Moses 84, RTS 85, Cleary 85, Milf 90, Teddy 94. Mate, some of these guys have been on fire the last few weeks. Yeah, they have for sure. What about Widdup? I don't own Widdup. He could he can go jump. Yeah, Widdup. I think we'll go Burgess. Let's go. Yeah, Burgess. good. Good idea. All right, Adam asks, uh, does Michael Morgan go big in a must-win game? It's certainly a must-win game for the Cowboys, but what do you think Morgan's chances are? Yes, hopefully. I think he does go big. First week, last week, since I owned him, that I didn't play him. Played Dylan Walker, scored 39, and Morgan scored 90. So that was uh, pretty good, but um, <laughs> he's, he's back into my starting team this week up against the Tigers, and yes, I think he does go big. I think even if you know, when the Tigers do win games, they always leak a lot of points. Mm. There's, it's always a pretty open game, so um, should be plenty of points on offer for the Cowboys. So if you've got them, start them. Agreed. And mate, last question. There's been some suggestions on the website. This one in particular from Wombat81. 
that that I changed my team name. So team name initially I started off when I first started playing Supercoach as Nick's Boys. Changed it to Party Liaisons, and the suggestion is that I change it next year to the guy from the podcast. Well, there was a guy in the, uh, I think it was the trade talk or maybe the team scores thread uh, this week who said, "What's that? What's that Nick bloke's team name? You know, the guy from the podcast." And uh, <laughs> a, f- a few of the regulars had a, had a good chuckle at your expense, mate. So um, I think the guy from the podcast pretty much has to be your team name next week, uh, next year, doesn't it? Yeah, I think so. This is not the same guy who a few weeks ago asked me what my last name was, was it? Oh, possibly. <laughs> must have a bit of a man crush on you. <laughs> yes, but no, good idea. Perfect idea, actually. Lock it in. My team name next year will be the guy from the podcast. I love it. Beautiful. All right, mate. Well, that's this will be your and I's last podcast for the season. Like I said, we'll you and I will be back next week, but we'll have Wed in, in tow also to um to sort of wrap up the year. So, mate, good luck this week. Keep that charge up. Hopefully you can jump up inside that top three or four hundred and um, enjoy the game out at Suncorp tomorrow night. Cheers, mate. You too.